Just enter a battle, just so somebody can fucking like call that out. <laughs> but you're more like ICD. <laughs> but it's icy though. ICD. This is in the house style. It's liquid sunshine. It's liquid sunshine, motherfucker. It's liquid sunshine. It's Patrick Day's motherfucker. It's liquid sunshine. Patrick Day's motherfucker. It's liquid sunshine. G G G. Yo, yo! This is the special St. Patty's Day episode. I don't think we're drunk enough for this one yet, I'm Sauce. Not, I'm definitely not drunk enough. Fucking yet, slam that. Okay, you know what? Let's take a minute. I can't slam, man. Okay. Like you've known me long enough to know that don't I can't be a bitch slam. And just take a little bit down. White man can't jump. Just swallow as much as you can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a load for you. <laughs> no, I can't. Fuck. That's a solid load there, Saucy Slick. I gotta say this right now. This beer is smooth as fuck, man. I'm drinking the uh, 33 Acres of Life California Common. If you're in Vancouver and you like delicious beer, go check out 33 Acres because that spot's the bizarre. I jumped on the hipster wagon. I'm drinking that Pabst Blue. This is like next level hipster though, man. This is some like uh, craft, local craft It doesn't even shit. have a name on the front of it. It's just a shell. 33 acres of life, California common. Do that, do that, do that. Yo, what have you been up to? You really want to know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's boring as fuck. Okay, that's fine. Bailey's out of town, she's in Italy. Word. So I've just been drinking 15 packs of beer and eating pizza. There's a lot of there's a lot, a lot of empty pizza boxes. There's just a, a lot of cardboard in general stacked Are you gonna up be at the a, front you door. You should build yourself like a pizza box fort. <laughs> she comes home. I'm just wearing a 15 cases of hat. <laughs> I'm living in a fucking a, a fucking pizza. I've done some redecorating. <laughs> pizza castle. Yeah. yeah. Just covered in grease. It's awesome because that stack of pizza boxes, like empty pizza boxes, they're all stuck together for some reason. It's like, because it's like your porn too, you know? It's like pizza porn. You just go there and... Like, mm, I'm doing the classic YouTube top tens in bed with a pizza on my chest. <laughs> Living that single life, man. I'm telling you. Noise. <laughs> How about you, Saucy Slick? What have you been up to, dog? Um, chilling. I've just been chilling, man. Hanging out, listening to music, listening to beats, trying to get some ideas for some shit, trying to uh, just living. That's it, man. I got I got no real fucking stories. But I'm gonna go check out uh, some world class rugby on Saturday, and I'm looking forward to that. Is that here? Place, yeah, BC Place. What do you mean by world class? Uh, It's like a world uh, sevens tournament, and that means that there's seven players per side on the field. Normally, there's 15. On like a, a rugby team. Will there so. be actually like talent from around the world there, oh, or is it sure. just a bunch yeah, of people from Vancouver? In, no, it's all inter- international. The tournament's actually happening at various places around the world. This happens to be the Vancouver slot, and uh, it's top level uh, uh, men's and women's rugby. And, and seven aside is like a real fast game. I used to play rugby, and it's like it's a great game. I don't keep up with it anymore. I haven't watched rugby in a real long time. But I'm going down with some friends. We're gonna have some beers. I'm gonna watch some rugby. It's gonna be a good time. Fuck. Gia. Fuck Gia. So it's the St. Patty's Day episode. Yeah. It's not St. Patty's Day, though. Well, we're we're releasing this two days before St. Patty's Day. Or something like that, right, CeeLo? CeeLo doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, okay. That's good. I'm thinking we'll release it a couple days before St. Patty's Day. And then people can catch up because we're going to give them, what, maybe a couple of current events? Yeah. Should we give them one right now? Let's give them one right now. Hey, if you're looking for some, like, real 
St. Patrick's Day dope Celtic shit, you gotta check our homeboys' uh, traditional Irish music out. Uh, they're called Kankala. It's our homie uh, Corvit. And I, Corvit. The name of uh, the woman that he performs with escapes me at the moment, but they're very talented. Uh, traditional Irish music uh, sung in Gaelic. That's happening at Calabash Bistro, 9 o'clock on March 17th. Calabash Bistro, 428 Carroll Street, just off of Hastings. Uh, where you need to go for some dope Caribbean food and they always got live music on there man they're real supporters of uh, of the arts in Vancouver is that going to be on St. Patty's Day? March 17th I, yeah, I think that's St. Patrick's that's Day, Saint Patrick's Day. Yeah. Yep, I don't is. really pay attention to holidays man especially ones about like uh, well that's not even a holiday we don't even get the day off dude, yeah right they should give us the next fucking day off so we can go get shit fucking pay. only Irish people March has already got it's one day off though doesn't what it? is it? for like uh, Good Friday is that March? I don't fucking know some fucking religious nonsense shit, man. Right? Yeah? I think St. Paddy's, the day after St. Paddy's Day should be a day off. No you're doubt. You're get better right. from being fucking hungover. It would be good for the day. economy. If they did it that way, it would be really good for the economy, man. Because yeah. everybody would go out. Drink up. So what other places? I know Balarney Stone's always got something going on. Balarney I never Stone's go. Because there's a fucking huge lineup down the street. Bunch if, of you wanna, if you want to go party with a bunch of 19-year-olds, then fucking yeah. do it up. You want If you want to get in a fight with some fucking mork... Never, wa- never once got in a fight there. I think I only saw like one fight in all the times. Like, I used to go there a lot. I think I've been in a fight in every single pub in Vancouver. Yeah, but well, that's, that's we live different lives. <laughs> <laughs> you're the you're the cautious, cool, laid back stoner, and I'm the fucking el- rowdy alcoholic. That's why you're you're the yin to my yang. I'm also a very happy drunk, man. I'm I'm a very happy drunk. Me too, but until I somebody starts fucking sweating for me, conflict, man. I mean, if somebody fucking, if somebody happens to be sweaty, I, you know, I make friends. That's what I, that's what I like to do. I make, I make friends. But if somebody is sweating me, fuck him. I don't give a fuck. Just call me up. I don't give a fuck. I got you. Why do I give a fuck what that guy thinks about anything, man? You're right. I need to grow up and become a man one day. Fuck that dude. Okay, so Blarney Stones. Blarney Stones. Go Go there if you want to just go for like, this is a stereotypical fucking Irish shit, right? Check like, out the Irish like, Heather, sure. Irish Canadian, like there won't be anything really traditional about Stay it. Stay at home and pound like Guinness and whiskey and Irish car bombs and listen to fucking House of Pain. How about that? Yeah. Do that on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, don't end up going to one of these places, drink green beer all night, spend fucking 200 bucks and then shit green all day the next day yeah, and yeah. cry about your life like I've done so many years in a row. <laughs> Get down with your... you know. Or as Joe calls it, Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Why is the shit always green though? <laughs> It's that veggie diet, man. It's that veggie diet. Oh, fuck. Okay. So, hey, speaking of House of Pain, what? This is the special St. Patrick's Day episode. Yep. Tell them what's going on, This man. is the Danny Boy episode. And, and fucking, you know, House of Pain, as from being a young, ever since I was a kid, uh, from Irish descent, and, and, you know, and a hip-hop head on top of that, where you really didn't have anything to hold on to that was, like, really, that you can really, really look up to and idolize. Until they came along. Word. So like, just Fine like malt lyrics. Yeah. So just like every other Irish kid, I was like 11 or 12 when it came out, and I fucking lost my shit. It was the coolest thing I ever heard before. And Danny Boy happened to be my favorite dude in the crew. I just remember seeing that album cover, and I didn't even know who any of them were yet, because I didn't even know about Everlast before that and all yeah. his first album or anything he did with Ice T before that. I I was 11 or 12, right? I just knew this album. 
and I knew Jump Around because it was on the radio. And I saw that cover and I remember seeing Lethal. He's kind of a soft looking dude. You know, he has a little bit of smirk on the cover. <laughs> and then Everlast kind of like trying to front big and then Danny Boy. Trying the, to front big. Well, he's like got his arm up and he's flexing a little bit. I'm not fronting on Everlast yeah, at yeah, all, man. No, I know he's you're a huge fan. Dude. I know oh, you're course, a huge of course. fan. But you're... just I saw Danny Boy on the side with the real mean mug. That one was like... The legit. Yeah, like yeah. that motherfucker's scary. And he's just towering. He's kneeling down and he's still towering over all of them. He's huge. <laughs> and I was like, that fucking dude. And I even grew more to like him after I listened to the album. It blew my fucking mind, obviously. All the production by Mugs on that is insane. Fuck yes. It has fucking Cypress Hill on it. Yeah. Has Funk Doobie on it. Pete Rock did a remix. And th those three right there: House of Pain, Cypress Hill, Funk Dubious, Man, like Soul Assassins back back then. I, I, I like their uh, their contribution is totally totally ignored, man. Like compared to other people, Dre. Yep. Like people only think about Dre when they think about the fucking West Coast, well, man. Like people people ignore Soul Assassin shit. They ignore Syndicate shit. They ignore hieroglyphics and freestyle fellowship and shit. Well, man. Muggs was like one of the main fucking dudes. Ice Cube was all over his dick trying to get beats back then. Of course. All over. He got his dick. some too. Yeah. And like, well, that's how all that fucking Cypress Hill beef started too. Yeah. Him trying to like snake snake beats from Cypress Hill and shit like that, you know. Like, well, and then uh, and then they they jacked uh, or be real felt that they were jacking um, lyrics throw and your concepts, set, throw your yeah. set in the air and shit like that. Yeah, jacking concepts, coming to the studio and being like, "Yo, I want to hear this new Wait album." Wait around like you just don't care. Throw the guns in the air. Come on. <laughs> Love that shit. Cypress Hill's got a new album coming out. I'm gonna plug it right now. It's supposed to be called Elephants on Acid. Some dark psychedelic shit. Sound like. That sounds like a Temple of Boom description to man, me, which is my favorite shit. You know I don't smoke weed. You know shit, I don't man. smoke weed, but when I do occasionally smoke weed, I tell everybody get the fuck out of my house. I put on some Cypress Hill, light candles, and enjoy the high. Yeah. And Bailey comes home and makes fun of me. Stoned is the you way think, of the You think you're walk. a stoner when you got a bunch of candles lit? You're listening to Cypress Hill? I used to have a Cypress loser. Hill like black light poster with like the skull face with a big joint coming out of his mouth and a pot leaf afro. And, like, I remember that one. Yeah. It was pretty funny. Brought that home. Back to House of Pain. So, yeah. House of Pain's been a huge influence on me. And not only that, it's like it's touched my life in di several different situations. Like uh, my best friend, you know, Bobby Brello, AJ. Flip yes. the lip. The first time I ever met him, I'm rocking a Wu-Tang hoodie, he's walking, rocking a Cypress Hill, or uh, no, he's rocking a House of Pain shirt, and we walk by each other, and I, he's like, yo, man, you want to buy some weed? I'm like, no, man, you want to buy some weed? He's like, you want to fucking smoke some weed? I'm like, yeah. And we got down, we smoked Did you trade shirts that day? <laughs> we should have. But that's what got us talking, right? We both noticed each other, we were heads. House of Pain was one of my favorite Wu-Tang, obviously. When it, we just like, that clicked right away. Because yeah. there wasn't, back then, there wasn't too many kids in my neighborhood rocking shit like that, you know? No doubt. Like, we were homies, wiggers, you know? People used to fucking make fun of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, remember hearing that shit? Smack <laughs> the shit out of somebody for calling oh, me that yeah. shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking that. marks. That's, that, what, that, that's, that's what the loser jocks comes out sometimes. Say. Yeah, fucking still losers. comes out sometimes. Anyways, that's how I met my best friend. And then years go on, years go by. Um, one of my homeboys, Adam Bennett, was at a House of Pain show, or no, it was an Everlast show. And after the show, Everlast is hanging out out front, and he's like, yo, man, he's like, my buddy Joe is like a fucking fanatic, like a, such a fucking House of Pain head. You gotta call him. And Everlast is like, yeah, give me the phone. Yeah. Calls me up. I'm asleep early. I think I got drunk, passed out. My mom's bitch ass boyfriend at the time answers the phone. I'm like, hello? And Everlast is like, yo, yo, what up? Is Joe home? 
and he's like, no, man, Joe's asleep. He's like, just call back. He's like, no, 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 tell him, tell him it's Everlast. Wake him up. Tell him it's Everlast. He's like, listen to Everlast. He'll call you when he wakes up, all right, buddy? And then hung up the phone. <laughs> right? I love I love the stereotypical white voice on him. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So I find out the next day, he's like, oh, yeah, Joe, by the way, some guy named Everlast called you? Called you? And I'm like, uh, probably prank call or whatever. I don't know what the fuck it is, right? And later on, Adam Bennett phones me. He's like, dude, I went and saw Everlast live last night. Got him to fucking phone you to say what up. And I was like, no fucking way. Jay, you piece of shit. My mom's ex-boyfriend, yeah. that goof Jay. Yeah. I ended up punching him out one day, actually. Yeah, He's awesome. goof. Anyways, fucking... Unrelated. Uh, unrelated. Maybe, maybe somewhat related, like that extra force. Yeah, yeah, that was for, that's for fucking <laughs> up that Everlast call. But it's funny because he knew who he was, too, because Jay wasn't, you know, like, it's still their generation also. Like, when they were getting into their 30s when this shit was coming out, they, I'm like, you know, House of Pain, Everlast? He's like, oh, no way, man. No yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yes, way, buddy. Yeah. Fuck's sake. That's funny. So, you know... And then I've been a huge follower. You know, a lot of people fell off after that uh, fuck first House of Pain album. A lot of people just fell off, and they're like, "Okay, that was the album." I and hit then, the fucking store the day that second one dropped. Yeah, man. same as same as whatever it was. It's dope. fucking dope as yeah. fuck, man. Production is slick. It's hardcore. It's even harder than the first same one. Same motherfucking that day. What's it? Running up on you is my favorite song. We're yeah, gonna play yeah, that yeah, one yeah. later. Running up on you. Yeah. I ain't, I ain't gonna, gonna warn you. Actually, that's gonna, gonna be coming up. up. So what? It, what? Yeah, we got uh, we got some special to listen to, man. Yep. And we're going to drop some House of Pain tracks before we listen to that special song. Eh. Yeah, so Danny Boy, I got, I got in touch with him. He was more than happy to do a fucking interview, Word. which is dope as fuck. Yeah. And, he, and I sat down on the phone with him for like a good hour and a half. I ended up cut, cutting it down to like 45 minutes. And just to keep it, you know, yeah, just to tighten it up. The first, you know? This is going to be the first time where you're going to listen to an edited show. Yeah, gonna like I didn't edit it that and, much, and there wasn't any clipping out anything. Drop in that bit, I, which is also edited, and then we're gonna come out of that. So this is gonna be the first. This is a liquid sunshine first with yeah, a little bit of an edited episode. It's pretty raw. I just kind of cut off the fucking end of it, because it kind of just starts like you can even tell he's getting bored. He's gotta go, you know. Yeah, like yeah, he's not yeah, gonna yeah. sit on the fucking phone with some nobody yeah, from. Some, but at least he's being polite. Oh, he was. He was being dope, and the fuck, it went well, and he told a bunch of crazy fucking stories. Crazy stories. Word. I, you know like what? DJ Quick Beef um, that I tried looking up because I wanted to ask him I about don't it. Don't tell him too much. Don't tell nah, him too much. There's just don't so much it. shit. How fucking Jump Around came to be. How House of Pain came to be. How the concepts. The Coca Nostra. Everything. Word. You ready to get into some House of Pain mix? CeeLo's ready. Yo, yo, CeeLo's yo. CeeLo's born yo. ready. The silent fucking aggressive ready to go type. Yo, Look at him. It's been a minute, <laughs> but we're back up in it. We're still waiting on this fucking piece of equipment to come from the States so that we can, like, really get back into doing this thing on the Reggie Reggie. Yeah, man. That's regular in herb speak. (laughs) (laughs) On the Reggie Reggie. Yeah, we got a couple good interviews coming up. We got NWD. We got shit lined up. We got junk from NWD. uh, Thank you for being patient. If you, if junk, like, if you're listening out there, thanks for being patient for waiting for us to get our shit together. Yeah, man. And they just dropped an album, and I really, we want to, we should be pushing that shit. Check that out. Orange Orange and Black, Northwest Division. Check that shit out. Yeah. When's the release party? Look that up. Look that up. They got Ritz on their album. They got uh, Tanya Ganaba on their album, I believe. Like, they're doing it, they're doing it big for Vancouver for sure. 
And Anonymous is going to be on the podcast. There's another guy that's been waiting forever. Word. We've been shitting the bed, man. We But the, we got some shit on order. It's coming. And we're going to be doing some shit where we're driving around, We've going been on like location. we two months for a piece of equipment to come in, which is unheard of. Yeah. Well, not unheard of, but it's irregular. Yeah. Anywho, let's get into this house of liquid sunshine. Here's some house of pain shit. We're coming to you live, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, planet Earth. Earth. Danny Boy interview exclusive coming up. Uh. And I haven't even heard this shit. I'm excited to hear. There's a lot of raw shit on here. Raw.
you might lose your life cause I'm running up on you. I ain't gonna warn you when I'm running up on you. I ain't gonna warn you. I'm running up on you. I ain't gonna warn you when I'm running up on you. I ain't gonna warn you. I'll rip out your veins with hooks and chains just like Pinhead. Used to rock a skinhead. Now I gotta pay cause I'm paid in the ball is played. Everybody's done it so F can never run it. I started that shit two years ago. Your girl started looking good five years ago. So I might step to her, but I just wanna screw her. I don't wanna take her. Dog around. Hey, you better stop kicking my dog around. Put on your shit, kick his 
Hello. Danny Boy. You. Hey, it's Joe from Liquid Sunshine. How you doing, buddy? Excellent, man. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, no problem. Caught you on the Delta Bravo show the other day, interviewing Slane. That's right. Fucking sick episode, dude. (laughs) You did all the talking, though. I know, well, because I want to make sure the story gets uh, told correctly. Yeah, I hear that. A lot of, you know, we're, we're so close and we're, you know, that a lot of times for the for people that are listening outside of it, they might, uh, you know, not hear the, the in-between stuff. So I wanted to make sure you got it right. But Damn right. So that's kind of, that's why I'm phoning you. I kind of, what we do on the show is uh, like uh, a history of crews and people. 
So uh, I kind of want to know because I don't, I haven't heard too much about it. What was Tommy Boy doing before House of Pain? Like before you and Everlast and you guys ever met up? Um, what was I doing before that? No, nah, I was. You know what? We lived. So me and Everlast, we lived in a in a place called San Fernando Valley, which is Southern California. It's right over the hill from Hollywood. Yep. Pretty much like living in suburbia. And at the time, there was only a few white kids in the hip hop. You know what I mean? In that area, yeah. It was a generally, uh, you would, I would say it was like a surf skateboard slash preppy community. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, if you saw another white guy at a hip hop joint or jam, you would definitely know. You know, wow, there's only a couple of us, and Everlast being one of them. That's how I kind of first, you know, remember seeing him. Also hanging out at the mall, at the local mall. I used to see him with a couple of the kids I knew who were into hip-hop. Because, like, again, it was a small little percentage of the people in the world, actually, but especially for, you know, Sherman Oaks, California, or Van Nuys, California, or Canoga Park, California. There wasn't that many of us. So we all knew who each other was. And we went to the same school he went to the same school i did for like summer for a while and i went to canoga park high school so we ran in the same little you know little circles so that was kind of how we first met but yeah and he was already doing shit with syndicate back then right like ice t was going to the same high school as you guys at the time right yeah ice t went to went to taft too but uh yeah he was he was doing stuff with, with syndicate right around that time um, which, you know, it was pretty impressive for, you know, a high school kid to be working with Ice-T and working with Blau and Divine Styler. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I knew all these dudes as well. So, you know, to see Eric be like the only white kid in, in the world at the time, besides like the Beastie Boys and a couple others to even like have a record out was pretty impressive. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it was huge. 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 And I was a fan of that. No, I'm not going to, you know, I, 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 you know, I was a fan first of his stuff. That being said, the record didn't really pop like that. And when I, when, you know, when I was looking at it, I was like, yo, you know, why don't we try doing this for us? You know what I mean? And so I ran into Everlast again and, uh, he was, um, he was in transition of where he was going to stay. He was staying at his mom's, and I think he had just left an apartment where he was living. And I said, why don't you come stay with me? We got an extra room. And that's kind of when we tightened up and we started talking ideas. And he came across some, uh, a bunch of tapes that I had made. It was all bullshit. It was like cheap demos, garbage stuff. So shit that you were actually rapping, it was your demo tapes of Danny Boy rapping. Rapping, singing, type. You know, we were always, every, everybody in that circle, that's what I liked about hip hop was like we were all creative at some point. At one point I tried to DJ, I had turntables, I used to do graffiti, I used to break dance. And same with Everlast, he used to write graffiti, he used to write Zar, C-Z-A-R. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. You were break dancing then, you're 6'5? You were break dancing? I'm 6'6, six, six. yeah, of course I was. And I was, that's what sucked me into hip hop, you know what I mean? It was, it was more than just like music. Yeah. Like the music part is just a small, piece of why I consider myself a b-boy originally it was like the style you know what I mean I seen you know it, it, the music was first so the, that, the truth is the music was first but then the style sucked me in and graffiti sucked me in and by the time Beat Street came out I was like yo this is my yeah. thing you know what I mean fuck yeah I was into it prior to that but 
I used to rent Beat Street on VHS and watch that thing like, you know, 30 times a day. Yep. Until I had a, you know, Classic. we had a three day rental and my mother had to take it back. And, <laughs> oh, nice. Know? Fuck yeah. So we put, so the House of Pain thing was like that. So Everlast put a record out. It didn't do so well. Um, well, who came up with the whole concept? You came up with the concept of House of Pain, right? Yeah, it was my concept. So that's what, you know, it, to tell you the, the, the shortened version of the whole, whole thing is, is that, you know, for years I masqueraded as an MC, but really I'm not an MC. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I remember in the 90s, people used to, you know, come up to the, you know, mic or come to the DJ booth to kick a freestyle. I was like, yeah, nah, 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 nah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because really it's not my strong spot. Yeah, well, you were the one designing the logos and shit like that and uh, coming up with concepts and ideas. You're the one that... When nobody really knew how to spit, you know, I could spit a little bit. Pretty good for a white boy, but not great. You I hear that. I mean? Yeah, yeah. But Eric could always spit at like a, a you know, tier one level. Oh, yeah. Well, fuck, anybody that'd be down with fucking Ryan Syndicate back then had to be able to spit. Yeah. So, for me, bro, what I did was the concepts. Yeah, that's I'm a, I'm a, I'm a conceptual artist. So Word. how'd the whole House of Pain, how'd the name House of Pain come about? I'm telling you. You want to let me tell you? Yes, you I do. Tell me. I want to hear it. So you're doing like I did the slain right now. <laughs> okay, I'll shut up. I'll shut up. The thing, the thing is, is like you know when you're in your 19s, 20s, you know whatever. It's kind of weird because there's, I didn't have a word for that. I didn't have like creative director, graphic artist. Like I want to be an MC. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I made the. Uh, those are all my things. You know, it was me. It was like, yo, let's do this. We're Irish. You're Irish. I'm Irish. You're Irish, right? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm part Irish. I'm like, good. Then we're Irish. You know what I mean? Yeah. And at the time, I had a street gang, and most of the dudes in that gang were Irish. You know? So yeah. It was. It was a. It was a mix of all kinds of people, but. The, like five real tight friends of mine they were all Irish so whenever last started coming around he started hanging out with us we were all Irish that was our thing you know yeah. what I mean now hear that and so I put the name I put the logo we ha I had the look because it came from our street thing that we were doing the little game that we did which was like dressing like suicidal tendencies like white cholos yeah that listen to hip-hop yeah you and you're the, on that cover you're the hardest looking motherfucker on that cover for sure that's the first thing i hey, noticed you ain't lying huh yeah <laughs> but so the thing is that was the that was the aesthetic and then keep in mind at the same time cypress hill was starting to pop like in the in this little hip-hop community i mean it was a big hip-hop community in los angeles but in the in the community that I knew, you know, like Cypress Hill, Muggs had already known Everlast from the Syndicate because Muggs was some from Seven Eight Three. Okay. But when I first got a look at Cypress and what they were doing and heard that, my mind was blown because one, the, the style of music was so different than anything else. Two, it was from L.A. and three, they were like hiding or obscuring their faces. They weren't interested in like see, letting you see who they were. They were pulling their their fisherman caps down and the army jackets up yeah and it just looks so perfect blend of like east coast west coast style but with the it just was so original and i know a lot of that rubbed off on everlast in the delivery and in in, in the my opinion you might say different and that's cool you know what i mean yeah well his style totally changed once house of pain went down like his first album isn't even comparable to what you guys started doing total different styles so and that being said, like I said, you know, when he was, I'm, I'm assuming, and I'm pretty much, you know, I know what I'm talking about, but, you know, when you're 17 or 18 and you make a record, you're really not in charge. 
label tells you, no, do a, do a remix like this, do a sound like this, yeah. do one video that looks like this. They're just trying to make something stick to the wall so they can get money. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I know he probably had a compromise on some of the stuff that he did with his first record, where with House of Pain, we got carte blanche to do what we wanted to based on Muggs was going to produce it and Everlast, you know what I mean? Yep. His shit was dope and the fact that the, the packaging was so dope that we just kind of did what we did, you know? Yeah, you had a lot to do with that packaging too. That House of Pain logo is epic. It's legendary. It's everywhere. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a beer logo, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to front. I mean, it came from Mickey's, but everybody knows that. But the thing is, you know, I was trying to do our version of what the Beasties did, our version of what Gangrene, the punk band did, you know, and just do hardcore hip hop at a time where a lot of people were doing like, you know, they were dancing funny in the videos and shit. You yeah. know what I mean? We wasn't with that. So. Well, you were the first, in my mind, that I know of, the first white hardcore rap group I ever heard of. Nobody was doing it like that. Nah, nobody was doing it like that. So, that being said, you know, those were, those were go- that was that was a great time. You know, golden era, man. Looking back, I didn't we didn't know how, how good we had it, you know? Yeah. And it never really, after that first, like, two years, it was never really like that again because, you know, shit gets real. It becomes about, you know, making money and staying ahead of things and just shit changes, you know what I mean? You're different people from when you're, you know, in your early 20s, 21, 22, 19. I think Lethal was my, maybe been 18. Being broke, just running around Hollywood to being 25, 26, you know, having a million dollars in your bank account and you start to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Grow apart. So I hear that. We grew apart and, uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I hear that, uh, House of Pain, Jump Around Beat went around to several different people before it got to you. Like Ice Cube had it at one point, and then Funk Dubious had it, and then finally it got to you guys. Cypress passed on it. Cypress even passed on it. Yeah. Holy shit. Serial didn't want it either. So it was meant to be, really. If that many people passed on it, I wonder if they're looking back on it like, fuck. But you know what? They probably wouldn't have done the same shit to it. You guys made that a classic. You guys made that a fucking classic. But that is pretty crazy, you know what I mean? I always think about that when I think about, like, I don't know if you're familiar with the the, the Breakfast Club. Yeah. That song, Don't You Forget About Me. That was written by somebody for Billy Idol. And Billy Idol said, nah, I don't want to do it. It's like a movie thing, and I'm not cool with it. And so the Simple Minds did it. And they, you know what I mean? When they think of when you think of like movie soundtrack songs, you think of like that's that's in the top ten of like all time selling. It's just crazy when people pass on something and become wildly successful for somebody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. That being said, that beat is only half of what made that thing pop. Oh, definitely. When Eric's been on that is the other half. And <laughs> I heard that he did like something different with it at first too. Like he was doing like um, some like if you're. If you're feeling the rhythm, then jump around. And if you're doing that, then jump around. And then you guys are like, nah, dead that shit. And turn it into something completely different. You'd have to ask Muggs about that. You know, when he first originally recorded the first demo, we weren't there. He went to Muggs' house out in like Gardena or something. Or Southgate. And he came back that night with three songs. He came right back with Jump Around. Yeah. He came around with Put Your Head Out. Classic. And Come and Get Some of This. Those are the three songs. And there was no, I didn't hear that on the hook, but what I have heard in retrospect was, I guess, originally it started out different, 
and Muggs cut like the first verse. Yeah. And so it, it, it didn't start out pack it up, pack it in. It started out like, well, now pack it up, pack it in. And by cutting it, it added a different cadence. And then that cadence kind of sounded like an Irish. It was weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. That I never even talked to Everlast about. So I don't, you'd have to probably talk to him to find out if that's real or if that's something, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's been twisted throughout the years. But either way, the fact that we're talking about it 20 something years, 23, 24 years later. Is, is testament to how powerful that song one of the greatest songs ever made in my in my mind I think so fuck I'd still to this day though even as dope as that song is I want to hear the funk doobie version if it's somewhere kicking around I want to get my hands on that and see what he did to it I would too you should ask him you should look him up I know he's online he's a good dude he, he probably love to talk to you he about came it. and did some shit up in Vancouver too he he was he signed with uh, Battle Axe up here for a bit. Did he? Yeah, man. And Everlast was up here doing some shit with Bad Lacks every once in a while, too. Yeah. What's up with that now, though? Uh, there's some actually a bunch of shit going on with Mad Child beefing with people and weird shit going on. It's controversy stuff up in Vancouver, and it makes us... Seen it. Yeah. I got the internet. We got the internet <laughs> over here. You guys got the internet in LA? Fuck. <laughs> you know who hooked me up? Fucking NASA. Yeah. Bulls and Ricky hooked me up. Fuck yeah. They fucking gave me that fucking cable connect. I hear that. Some Canadian references up in this pitch. That's it. So yeah, I. Uh, so that's it. I mean, it was go. It, it was golden. We had a lot of good times, man. You know, later on it was a lot of tears and whatever. But you know, it is what it is, dude. Yeah, man. Well, you guys. I heard some crazy tour stories. Can you? Can we touch base on a little bit of the tour shit that went on? I'm an open book, so. I'm right on. Uh. That BC Boys tour, I heard something about like you guys had an AK-47 on the bus or something like that. Yeah, that's where I bought my first AK-47 on that tour. And that's when they were on some like Buddhist shit or something and you freaked the shit out of them. That's the what all I heard. When they first came to LA and were doing Paul's Boutique, you know, they were around and then I ran into them originally when they were when they first were opening the extra large store. And I did a weed wear hat, which had the marijuana leaf on a baseball cap. And even though I wasn't a smoker, uh, everybody around me was and again I'm like a creative you know that's my thing yeah so I was like yo let me make a baseball cap and let me make a brand around it called the original weed wear so you see posters early Cypress posters with B-Real rocking it and the t-shirt Perry Farrell used to rock okay. I got photos of him rocking yeah and I walked into the extra large store and Mike D and, and, and the guy Eli were like yo that hat what's up with those I was like I make them I'm like, yo, we got to sell them up here. So I was like, dope. So next time I came back, I brought up hats and I brought a House of Pain shirt because my friend was a silkscreen artist, uh, not an artist, silkscreen owner. He owned a business that did silkscreens. And at that time, it was like nobody knew where to get T-shirts made. Like it was like kids didn't know how to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I had the original House of Pain shirt, man. I remember throwing up one to Eli and Mike, he was like, what's up? Can I get one? I was like, Phew, you know, and he had no idea how like infatuated I was with their group. I mean, that shit was everything. The Beastie Boys were everything. Yeah, well, that's like my generation was everything was House of Pain. Your generation was everything was Beastie Boys. So I, I completely understand where you're coming from. So you know, and the only thing prior to that, you know, was we did the first interview with Herb Magazine, and I said the only real white group that I like is a hip hop group is House uh, House of Pain. It's fucking 
is uh, the Beastie, Beastie Boys. Boys. Yeah. And I heard that Mike D had cut that out and put that on his office door when they were doing their thing at the G-Sun Studios, making Paul's Boutique or making Check Your Head. Yeah. So I met them right at that era. Like after the after Paul's Boutique, in between Check Your Head. So when they offered us to go on tour, I was like, this can't be real. This is incredible. Like, what? Like, our first ever tour and the Beastie Boys are taking us? Yeah. How does that happen? Like, how does that it's work? insane. You know, it was, my mind was blown. And so we went out on that tour. But the problem was I was so, like, in my head, I thought I was going out to, like, License to Ill Part 2 tour. Yeah. And it was nothing like that. It was check your head, at which point they were already like... The party's over party's over and now after like reading a couple books about that era for them like even when the party was in full swing during license to ill a lot of the, like mca and them that they were tired of it already because it really wasn't them yeah that was like a big con yeah it's a publicity thing right to get their get them out there yeah they were doing it to get publicity but they were really like like mellow buddhist punk oh yeah they seem totally down to earth even when you see them in interviews and shit right so they put that whole like jock tough guy you know what i mean b-boy image out there but that really wasn't them but i didn't want to hear that because i, I was so bought i was so like i had bought into the whole package that i didn't want to get out there and start hearing about namaste and fucking you know yeah eating vegetarian and you know shit i didn't give a fuck about all that shit yeah you want to hear fight for your right to party you want to see them smash a fucking television i mean with the ammo inside my sock yeah yeah bullet was the dud so i greased in the middle cool to grab the cool butt yeah that's yeah. the shit i wanted to do i want to pour honey on chick's tits <laughs> fucking break shit yeah they were not having it you know what i mean and so it was a rude awakening for me so we kind of just internalized that shit everlast wasn't the biggest pc boy fan anyway really early on he was nope because he was an mc so he was like fuck these dudes early on because he was really emceeing where they were just running. Yeah, he was like into Rakim and fucking what, and all that right. shit. Right, yeah. like that shit. So, and I was too, but I saw the genius of the BC Boys of early course. on. Yeah, they're like, amazing. He was more looking at them as competition. Where, again, I tell you now, you know, I'm not an MC, So, I didn't look at them as competition. I idolized them. Yeah. Like, I wanted the Ad-Rock personality persona for me was like it. That was like the highest form of b-boy like a white guy could be with that dude you know his style the way he rhymed the way he moved everything about him i try to emulate yeah so that was also awkward because i remember doing our first sound check and they were standing up in the balcony watching and i i felt like damn how am i going to do the sound check because he's going to see right through me and know that i'm trying to do what he does from what i picked up in the home video you know what i mean yeah of, of license to ill what the fuck it was awkward you know what i mean but the tour didn't last that long anyway so by the time we did a few shows we were out of there but i bought an ak in texas and fucking great place to buy an ak <laughs> yeah <laughs> they were putting us on like literally as the doors were opening at eight and we had like literally like a 20 minute set because the L7 played for like an hour and change, and then they played for a, a long time. Because that, keep in mind, that's when they were bringing out like Money Mark and this whole band set up, and they were doing literally a half hour of like. Yeah, probably doing some of their original shit too. Yeah. Dude, they were doing none of the fucking. I don't think they were doing much of like License to Ill or. It was strictly like. You know what I mean? Like instrumentals and the new shit. Really? 
we were like, what the fuck? You know, like, where's ours? Like, can we get on? You know what I mean? Like, can we... So by the time we got to L.A., we weren't trying to get on. Like, as the doors were opening, the tickets still weren't at the gate. So my mother couldn't get in. My brother was there. Our families were there. And they were stuck at the gate. And they wanted us to go on stage and perform and get it over with. And we were like, fuck no. You know what I mean? We're not going on yet. And then we, we weren't allowed to put our banner up when we got in L.A. And it was, wow. like, weird. So their tour manager came running up on our bus saying if you guys don't get your fucking asses out of this bus and on the stage now you're not going on and Everlast threw him off the bus fuck out of here you know <laughs> mushed him down the steps yes and then he said to the crew I'm quitting if these motherfuckers don't get fired so they had to figure out how to fire us so we did one more show and then we drove all the way to fucking Vancouver really up Vancouver Canada the escalator uh, was it Toronto or Vancouver? What's on the West Coast? Vancouver. Vancouver, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we drove all the way to fucking Vancouver, and I was coming up the escalators in the hotel. There was this massive, long escalator. And as I'm coming up, I'm halfway up, and fucking MCA's coming down. He's like, yo, what the fuck? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, dude, call your manager. I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, what the fuck does that mean? So right when I turned around, come back down the escalator, our manager was on the phone, you know, big old brick phone and shit. Yeah. He's like, dude, we got kicked off this tour. I'm like, what? I was devastated. And you're already there. Oh. oh, yeah, I was already there. I thought, well, I didn't get that. That was a long ass ride there, and it was even a longer ride back home. Well, what? You guys didn't have? You guys didn't take the ch opportunity to kick it in Vancouver? It's beautiful up here. Not that time. Ah. Uh. So that fucking ride home sucked because I thought we're over. We're done. Beastie Boys fired us. How do you get fired from the fucking Beastie Boy tour? Yeah. And we were never gonna work again, and our careers were over. But truthfully, it was just the start, and we left that tour and we went on the soul assassin tour we, every date was sold out it was like 32 shows sold out packed to the rim fucking bonk show come back after that brought out rage against the machine for their first ever tour uh with another group called wool we smashed the shit out of that sold out every you know what i mean yeah we did after that we never really looked back so it was like fuck the beast boy at that time well that first album was fucking hot as shit man you guys had mugs producing you had cypress hill on it you had be real on it you had a pete rock remix on it that was like that is the craziest album yeah i mean to me that's my favorite record now i know everlast when he when when asked or and i even he brought it up recently he was like yo the third album I and mean, i just goes rolled my eyes and that. That, the earth rise again shit yeah, but the, to me, the third album is an Everlast solo record. Or yeah, a fucking killer and he kind of record. It's really not a House of Pain record. Yeah, and he kind of gets a little bit like five percenter on it and shit. It's a little bit different than all the other albums. That ain't for me. No, and I was gonna ask you that too. I was gonna be like, yo, that third album, it doesn't seem very, you know, it doesn't seem very Danny Boy to me. That second album's my shit. First record, after the first record, everything changed, bro. And then the second record, there was still a little bit of the imprint. You know, I felt like my presence was felt a little bit on the second one. But by the third one, he wasn't tripping on what I was talking about. Yeah. He wasn't even asking. He well, was just making the record he wanted to make, and then he was ready to be out. But that I didn't know at the time. So when that record came out, I was just like holding on for dear life. Like, what's going on? We broke up. or He quit the band. After the second album. You no, know, after the third record dropped. Yeah. He did like two promo shows in Los Angeles, and he quit. He's like, I'm done with this. I quit. I don't even know what made him quit. But I was always under the impression then, uh, that a DJ Lethal quit because he was saying that it like it it feels too much like a job now or some shit like that. No, hell no. no? no we never. We he everlast quit, dude. Okay. See, the thing back in the day, I, there was I wasn't there was no internet back then. So I or there was, but it wasn't very good. 
I wasn't I couldn't go on it now and you know like how I can now and look up anything I fucking want Back then it was just all word of mouth, you know? The only time I ever heard anything about you, it was like, maybe somebody heard you guys on MTV and then by the time it's got filtered to me, I didn't see that episode, you, the story's changed a thousand times, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, I don't know, I think ever, I, I think Everlast all, all along wanted to go solo, wanted to be a solo guy. Yeah. And the crew thing was dope during the early 90s when, you know, his first solo thing didn't pop and Cypress was a crew and... Early on, he was like, I don't want to be in front of it. It's not, you know, because originally I was trying to call it Everlast and the House of Pink. Really? And he was like, nah. And I was like, that's gracious because he's the head, he's the front guy. Well, he's like, I just want a House of Pain. I don't care about being in the front of the photos or any of that. And he would always get in the front regardless most of the time. But it wasn't about that. It was about being like part of how Cypress was doing it, like a crew where. Yeah, like family. You didn't know who was in it. It was low key, low viz. You know what I mean? Instead of all the like in your face, like cartoon characters that like MTV raps had at the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? But after the first record, I don't know, shit probably just changed a little bit. But by the third, he was, you know, he was on that shit what you were talking about. You know, he just wanted to kick it with like that kind of shit. That was where his head was at. And again, it's no judgment out of my thing. It just was like, it was awkward. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I hear that. I kind of want to talk a little bit about this, the same as it ever was because that's like, that's my personal favorite album. Is it? And then you guys went on to do Who's the Man, the movie, and Judgment Night and all that shit, right? I think, no, I think that was all the first record, dude. Who's the Man's on, on Same As It Ever Was. That song? Who's the man? Who's the man? Hell no. Yeah, it is. That's on the first House of Pain? The movie, Who's the, yeah, that came off the movie, Who's the Man. Hmm. And the movie was made by Ted Demi from MTV Raps. That was the first record, no doubt. Okay. And, and then the, the second one was like, you know, the second one was cool too. You know, it was just like a whirlwind. I guess, you know, early on someone told me you have a year, you know, a lifetime to make your first record and a year to make your second if you're successful. And that was kind of true for us. Like we had a lifetime worth of experience going into the first one, meaning like we put everything, we threw everything in the kitchen sink in that piece. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It was also recorded cheaply. It was also recorded quick, which in my book is a good thing because it was honest and it was authentic. Where the second record, you know what I mean? Was like double the budget, double the pressure to perform, double the fucking expectations, double the, you know what I mean? And one year to do it. Yeah. So. That's my favorite album though, man. Same as it ever was. There's every jam on that. That's all mugs too, right? Uh, no, and nothing was all mugs. Even the first one was Muggs, Lethal, and a lot of, uh, what's his name from Funk Dubious? The Tomahawk Funk did one, um, someone else did one. There was a few people on there, but second one was more even lethal than ever. Really? I'm going to have to go back and listen to that second one again. I was just pumping in my ride today. I could have sworn, who's the man's on the second one? But I'm not arguing with you. I'm not arguing with you with that shit. Fuck that. It ain't because I remember when we filmed the video, we did a video on that shit. And again, it I love that, that era of like... I, I, met, I, I remember intentionally switching my hat to a UPS hat from a mailman hat in that era. Yeah, you guys are sitting in the car driving around in that video. That's a dope fucking video. I love that video. Uh, so that was then. I have one question about that too. DJ Quick Beef. I can't find anything about it. I'm so curious how, about how that popped off. In a nutshell, so there was a video, I think, just like Compton. Yep. That Quick had. Do you remember it? No, I don't. You Google it, you'll see it. And he just says, like, you know, Oakland is just like Compton. 
DC is just, he's basically comparing all the other ghettos and saying they're just like Compton. Yeah. And in the video, he goes through different parts of town and like roughing up people. And in the one part where he says LA is just like, or is Oakland is just like Compton or fucking some part of the city, he chases out a guy with an afro in an army jacket with a Cypress look to him. And so we thought that, Cypress thought that was aimed at them. Really? Because he was a blood. Be real was you know what I mean? Yep. And that it might have been like a. So they had already dropped the record. They couldn't retort. So Eric was like, "We will hit him." You know what I mean? Yep. So we hit him with the you know you make me stick sick like DJ like, Quick the style DJ is whack. Quick, Originally yeah. it was you make me sick like strawberry quick the fucking shit you used to put in milk when you were a kid. Yeah. It was like strawberry fucking powder. But we got at quick anyway just to do it to represent for soul assassins and get you know yeah and then you guys carry it on and who's the man after he came back with that um that shit on menace to society right that was the soundtrack where he's like you fake irish faggot every last time i tag it yeah 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 i remember hearing that and being like what the fuck what the fuck ah i mean it would it is what it is i mean it was you know i, I don't blame him for retorting i mean that's what you do you know if you get someone sling shit at you you sling it back yeah has there been any awkward moments of you guys in the same spot at the same time no I mean I've ran past them in a few times you know I mean, I'm six foot six alpha male bro I'm not trying to you know nobody's just gonna fucking have their way with me anyway and they never could never would you're the outlaw biker with the bitch hitchhiker on the highway to hell that's it I fucking I, I, you know I got nothing but love for DJ Quick there was a time where I was salty just because yeah he fired back of course he fired back you're supposed to it's hip hop of course, that's what I said. So, looking back, you know, fuck it. I got nothing but love, dude. It's just a game. I don't take it that serious anymore. But we you know when I'm in my 20s or even my 30s, my ego, my my insecurity would get the best of me and would make it personal. Any person, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know? No, no, man. I hear that for sure. So, okay, third album drops, then you guys break up, and then 10 year go, 10 years go by. What happens in, before Loco Conoster? What happens in those 10 years? 10 years, Everlast makes a solo record. And yeah. I know all about that. I want to hear about I want to hear about Danny Boy. Yeah, well, I'm telling you. So Everlast drops a solo record and fucking does really well with it. Uh, Limp Biscuit pops off with Lethal, does really well with it. And then Danny Boy sits home feeling sorry for himself, not knowing how to not only equal the success that I had with House of Pain, but then compete with what... Everlast is doing solo where he's getting Grammys and writing hit records and Limp Bizkit is selling through the roof. Yeah. And I just got involved with drugs at the end of House of Pain to like deal with the like the loss. You know, yeah. when someone leaves a band, it's like someone's father walking out. Like I, I hear people tell me, you know, oh, when my parents got divorced, it fucked my head up. Well, I never had a father, so I never knew that experience of what it like someone to leave. But whenever last left, I kind of felt like, what the fuck? Like, I thought this shit was for life. I thought we were like, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah, like brothers. Fucked yeah. me up. And then on the same token, like I said, I'm not a rapper. I'm not a mu I'm not, I don't make music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can, but it wasn't my passion. It wasn't my... My passion was to get with people who did and, like, design the, the aesthetic and be part of a team. Yeah. So my team was gone. And at the time, all this other shit was going on. Everlast was doing, like, fucking singy song shit and Limp Bizkit was doing rock rap weird shit and I was lost 
and uh, I found the need to do more and more drugs to medicate the way I was feeling. And uh, I spent a good part of that time just fucking up. And then got sober around late 99 and uh, stayed sober for like three years. And at that point, I did a solo record. I did a group called X Supermodel. Yeah, I heard that. And then the label fell apart that I was on, this big-ass management company that was managing all those big acts. The label fell apart. My record didn't come out. You were doing other stuff, too, though. You were doing Power Man, Power Man, uh, that Power Man shit, too, right? You were doing that the whole time, though, right? That one song. Oh, X Supermodels is what you were doing the whole time. Power Man, you just did that one song. Yeah. Okay, okay. The thing is, 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 you know, the money came in nice from that, but the record never came out. And then I started going, what the fuck, man? I'm sober three years. I had a record deal, got a little money. I got accustomed to having nice things back. And uh, my self-esteem felt like it was good again. And then after that record didn't come out, it fucked my head up again. And then I decided, you know what? I'm going to fucking... I'm going to start drinking and using again because I started feeling sorry for myself. So what I'm getting at is, is that... Back then, I used to equate the outside stuff with my self-esteem. Like, if I was getting stuff in life like I wanted and things were coming my, going my way, I felt good about who I was, and then I would do the right thing. But if I didn't get it, then I would fucking fall into, like, a, a, a spiral and a depression, and I would treat my depression with drugs. It's crazy. It's like the opposite of most rock stars and rap stars, where they get the money, then they get addicted to drugs. You're addicted to... You, you're, you fall off... It's almost like you fall off when you're when you don't have it I mean nah that's not what I'm saying I'm saying that like you know my expectations were always high so when I didn't exceed or meet those expectations I started like getting the buckets when I get the buckets I drink and use behind it just to make everything feel like you know yeah so I did that again four years of fucking downward spiraling until I finally hit rock bottom and I got sober again by the grace of God then that's when we started talking about La Coca Nostra and I was doing La Coca Nostra prior to getting sober and it didn't work but when I got sober I put a, pa a page on MySpace as a goof and I put three miscellaneous like literally 16 bar joints that Big Left and, uh, and Slain spit yeah. and I started getting followers like crazy and to give you a quick story of the whole shit is that I started getting followers like crazy that's when I started hitting up Ill Bill I was like look dude I need your help I want you to get in this group you're going to be my anchor. You're the fucking real deal. Yeah. None of these guys, nobody's ever heard of them, but they're great. And if you would just come in and join us on this thing, I know that we can make something. It, it is something good. And then he did. And when he did, I think Everlast peeved it. And then I got a call. I got a hit up on MySpace from Everlast after not talking to him in a long fucking time, asking to get down with it. And I thought he just wanted to get on the track and spit fire. He said, nah, I want to join the group. My, my head was like, Fuck yeah. yeah. Nice. It's almost like House of Pain's back together. Yeah. Yeah, it was because Lisa was in it. I'm in it, and I was like, "Yo." I was yeah. I'm, I was so stoked about that album. If I flipped out, I fucking flipped out. Me too. But the, you know, it didn't last that long again. And then, dude, you know, he quit. Went back to his own thing. But you guys dropped a second album too, though. And you're working on a third, right? Waited a long time to get. Yeah, the third one's coming out. But either way, dude, it's just one of those things, man. The fucking the lessons learned. You know what I mean? I'm 47 years old, dude. We'll do one more Lacoca record. It's almost, it's almost done. I'll leave tomorrow for New Zealand for a House of Pain show in New Zealand. Yeah. Come back, do a three-day run in, in in the East Coast for St. Paddy's Day. But after that, I'm like, I'm pretty much good to go. Like, 
I'm already working on other shit that I've been, you know, working on for a while. And, you know, I'm about to hang it up, even that part of it, because it's just, it's not who I am anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so. Well, that's disappointing for me, because I want to hear you rap until the day I die. I want you to outlive me so I can listen to rap music coming out of your mouth until the day I die. I, I wish I could, I wish I could oblige you, buddy. But truth be told, man, like the 20 year old or the 18 year old, that was obsessed with the Beastie Boys and obsessed with Rock Him and obsessed with, like, you know, that punk rock attitude. The shit I used to come out of my mouth then and the, my mindset then is way different than it is now. And it just doesn't avail it. It, it doesn't lend itself to making hip hop. It just doesn't, you know? I still do the aesthetic. I still work on shirts, graphics. Just did some new ones with my man for the, the House of Pain run. And work on the album cover with another dude. I do all the creative stuff, but yeah. it just... We're in an era, man, where like it just breaks even. So it's like, I'm. We do it for the love because really, the money in it is so small at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the House of Pain shows. There's big money in it, but this dude doesn't want to tour. Yeah, the money's in the touring right now. Yeah, you take it where you can get it. Yeah. And with La Coca Nostra, it's just everybody's got too many different things going on. So it's like it's a miracle when a show does happen. And that being said, it's a good thing because if you see the Coconostra show and you like that kind of shit, count your blessings because you never know when it's going to be the last one. And that's the same with House of Pain because eventually, you know what I mean? Yeah, I wish you guys would come through Vancouver. You guys never come through Vancouver. Well, for a long time, I think everybody had passport issues. I didn't think I had one until I got kicked out of Vancouver the last fucking Lakota tour. So I'm trying to straighten that out. I would have thought you would be the first motherfucker to not be able to be able in Canada. Well, Everything that I heard it was allowed I, until I wasn't, so I don't know, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's how it is, though. Then I've had problems coming down to the states before. It's yeah, it depends on who you come across. Mm -hmm. That's true. So now you're doing. So now you're working on that third album. Is it done? Yeah, most of it's done. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to ask again. That's Lane and No Bill's area of expertise. I'm working on the album cover now. We did the photo shoot for it three weeks ago working on setting up a tour you know and do one more run yep and you're also doing delta bravo which is fucking dope as fuck which is you know that's where my passion is now because it's just more my speed yeah tell me about it let's talk about it so in a nutshell when i was on tour with la coca nostra in 2006 we got stuck in tulsa for three days and tulsa is like midwest and at the time i had no idea where the fuck we were and why we were there and it occurred to me that The Outsiders was filmed there. And as a kid, that was my movie. Yeah. That was my coming-of-age movie. That was my, like, oh, wow. I can relate to these characters. This movie is everything. So ran around town, found all the locations, took all the photos, posted them up on Facebook at this point. Maybe it was even MySpace still, but then I started noticing that I was getting a lot of hits and a lot of likes and a lot of people going, holy fuck. It's incredible. How are you finding these, and where are they? And I'm, I'm, I'm also a fan of the Outsiders. That's what they were telling me. So yeah. I found like a new tribe. You know what I mean? So every place I'd go on tour, I'd look for movie locations, record cover locations, uh, true crime locations, and it just became a thing I would do with my camera and Facebook. And then I started posting, and then I started gathering a little contingent of like-minded people and now it's developed into this thing where i've got like five different crews in different cities i got smaller chapters across the world london paris 
how does one get involved in something like that? Like, are they, are you doing it online? So, say me for for instance. If you look up Delta Bravo. Oh yeah, I'm part of the group. Yeah. Yeah. So all that stuff, just you start going and looking for stuff and mash it up. And if you can't mash it up, you know, ask somebody on the page if they'll help you with it, and hopefully they will. And uh, you know, again, when I got kicked out of Canada, I was bummed because I wanted to go see. But I had a bunch of things on my hit list. I was trying to see if I could find that college where Rush did the 20, I mean, the Moving Pictures record, and I wanted to go see uh, some of Toronto and, and do the Strange Brew and, yeah, you know, all the, you know, classic Canadian shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wanted to hit, I and mean, I still want to hit up up. Well, you got me going. I want to do some, sorry, I want to do some shit. I want to do some Delta Bravo shit up in Vancouver. I'm going to get into it. I'm going to get a camera. I'm going to take some good pictures. Oh, Yeah. So that's how it started, and that's what it is. And so now we're looking at, you know, our TV show. Hopefully that'll happen. I've been I met with a bunch of different production companies throughout the last couple of years, and for one reason or another, we weren't able to just get the right deal. Yeah. And so I think right now I'm on the verge of with the right deal. So I got a deal in the works, and hopefully it'll become a TV show. Yeah. And then I can do this full time and not be coming out of pocket. Because I mean, for the last five years, I've been paying, you know happily so but you know you gotta there is some expenses even though it's pretty much free if you're doing it locally if you're trying to travel to do these things it costs money yeah so if i can get a show that would pay those bills that'd be fantastic and i can make it into something bigger and, and inspire more people but really it comes from my love of pop culture and i chalk it up to my sobriety because it gave me enough free time you <clears throat> if you're sober after a certain amount of time, you're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with myself? <laughs> I have never been sober for that long. Well, exactly. But the thing is, me neither until I was. And when I did, you can only have a wank so often. And you, you can only shop so much. And you can only chase girls or whatever so much. So finally, you find a hobby, hopefully, that's healthy and you know something that keeps you occupied and entertained and this 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 thing allows me to have it's like having a time machine yeah and it allows me to be that 14 year old kid with bright eyes and not jaded you know former rapper slash you know what i mean like guys yeah. who met everybody is jaded and you know i'm not that guy anymore i'm yeah. like a, a, a child so i get to see all these things again and i get to honor these memories these locations and this history so I really couldn't have found a better hobby, and I feel like I, you know, we kind of invented it. It was people already urban exploring. I think even the kid who wrote the the, the major book on it was a guy from uh, Vancouver called uh, All Access or All Area Access or something like that. He died of cancer, and it was his wish to write this book. But where I'm where I'm living in Southern California, there's no abandoned factories, there's no abandoned steel mills, there's no there's nothing that you can explore in the traditional urban exploration sense. Yeah. So I've adapted it by doing movie locations. So I take like movie location hunting with the art of, you know, of urban exploration and we throw in a little true crime. And so it's this whole little niche that we've started. And uh, Fuck yeah. Are you telling me you got the idea originally from Vancouver? Because that's dope as fuck. When somebody, when I first started posting these photos, the kid said, yo, I love the urbex stuff you're doing. And I was like, yeah, thanks. And I was like, urbex, urbex, what the fuck is urbex? And I Googled it. And it came up, Urban Exploring. It was the nickname for that. And the book, I don't know where my wife put it, but it's around here somewhere. But if you look it up, there's a guy named like Ninjalicious. You're by your computer. Okay. And All Area Access or something like that is the name of the book. It's a basic how-to manual of how to do it, how to pose as a delivery guy, and how to 
gain entrance, what to wear, what not to wear. Are you guys doing that shit though? Are you guys actually doing that shit? Like being a little bit of sneakiness here and there? If I tell you, I have to kill you, right? <laughs> yeah, it up. It up. I hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah of yeah. course we are. I mean, not all of us. I mean, some a lot of those dudes on that page, believe it or not, are LAPD or NYPD. Word. I'm getting involved in this shit. I'm doing it. Yeah. Badass. It's a good hobby, man. And then they, at the same token, I've got to meet all my like childhood fucking like heroes. You know, I got to meet a lot of the cast members from Fast Times, Valley Girls, fucking The Outsider. You know, I've, I've met yeah. so many people through it because I, I, I end up, you know, tagging them in something or talking to them on Twitter and then they end up coming on my radio show. And you know what I mean? We become like lifelong friends and it's like a mutual appreciation of both, you know? Yep. Both things, so. And it's also, you're doing a radio show slash podcast? No, it's a radio show. It's just on uh, internet radio. It's on dash.com. It's, it's the, it is the, hold on a second. Yeah, it's the Delta Bravo show on uh, Los Anarchy Radio, which is on dashradio.com. And then if people don't pick it, see it right away, can they just download it off that site? Uh, yeah. And then you also put it on your SoundCloud. I saw that. And we're going to link that at the podcast, too. So we'll put a link to that. Man, the fucking Pauly Shore episode is fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. Hilarious. I and mean, we'll go over those stories. They'll get people to listen to that shit if they want to hear that. Um, oh, actually, that brings me to this. I wanted to, you talk about your ghost meter you bought on that. You doing any ghost hunting? I mean, a little bit. You know, we try to, because of the television show, they wanted, I kept getting like, we need to do more true crime. We need you to do more... This, that, and the third, and, and all of a sudden, you know, I was trying to do a little bit of extracurricular shit, and um, what was I going to say? So I ended up buying a ghost meter, we took it to the graveyard, we took it to where this one lady was murdered, that from the penthouse or Playboy or whatever, I forget, Dorothy Stratton. Okay. But, you know, I mean, it's just a small thing of what we do. I know Polly Shore from back in the day, and I had my party there, and uh, it was haunted, they told me, so I wanted to go back. Yeah, his mom, his mom owns that comedian shop, what is it called again? Yeah, the comedy shop. Comedy store. Comedy store. That place is fucking legendary. You find any ghosts? No, just Polly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's the wheeze. Wheezing the juice. You find a ghost to this day? Have you found one? No. I mean, I fucking... The thing just it just makes noises, really. I mean, it's just annoying. It doesn't... Uh... <laughs> Does it scare you at all? Does it start making weird noises and freak the shit out of you at weird points? No, I want to be. That's what I'm looking for, dude. I need a little excitement in my life. I'm to get scared. It just doesn't, uh, you know what I mean? It just ain't popping like that. My mom had a question for you. This is how much of a fanboy I am. Let me ask the, let me ask the question my mom had for you. Let me look it up on my phone. She texted me. Because you got to understand, I've been, a House of, I've been a House of Pain fan since I was like 13 when you, or 11 when your album came out. So my mom has known about you since then and I kind of made her a fan so here's the question one second it's on the text here's my question for Danny Boy okay so back in the day being called White Devil helped help drive House of Pain to define themselves as Irish Americans who like to fuck fight and drink oh god mom <laughs> <laughs> okay so so now with La Coca Nostra and onward how do you define Danny Boy and what image do you want to convey yourself today yeah, the complete opposite of that. So whatever that was, that's, I mean, you know, again, that was my, that was the insecure, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cocksure, 18 to 28-year-old 
dickhead. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why doing what I do now, it's becoming harder and harder because really I don't live that. So I don't feel like, you know, so I don't mind riding the gravy train, doing some House of Pain shows just to like excite the, you know, the old heads that used to get down with that. I feel that's 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 good. Yeah. But making new music after this Lacoca record drops will probably never happen just because I that ain't me anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. So complete 180 from that. So tell your mom that's the good news. Well, you know what? That's the answer she wanted, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Pearl McNeely's a saint, by the way. She doesn't usually swear. That's bullshit. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right, my man. I got to run. I'll talk Hello? Uh, <laughs> Hello? I think it's over, man. <laughs> what? Hello? <laughs> Where you at, Danny boy? <laughs> Yo, Danny boy. Uh, uh. Yo, that was fucking incredible. Thank you very much, son. I don't even know why the fuck I'm here right now, actually, to be honest with you. I should just... You just magically appeared. Poof! I should just piece the fuck out of this game. Liquid Sunshine featuring DJ CeeLo and Mr. Archive oh, and man. Not Sauce. That would be boring as fuck. That was ill, man. That was a crazy dope interview, man. It's dope that I got to just sit around and talk to, like, my hero from when I was a kid. Fuck yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? there was many, like... Was how how raw was your throat afterwards, and how like how much did they pump out of your stomach afterwards from all the VB just that were going down? So many fucking verbal blowjobs. <laughs> the dope thing is, just like when we did that Mocha only interview, yeah. we just sat there and listened. Right. So like most of the time, Soak I was just up. sitting and fucking listening to the guy. And did he eat two halves of a sandwich at separate <laughs> times, like 20 minutes apart? Or did he eat two different sandwiches? It's funny because I, I, I didn't even notice while I was doing the interview. I love just, it, man. But just listening back on it when we played it, I was like, <laughs> <It's> like yeah. <laughs> what the, I wish I asked, what the fuck are you eating, Danny? Yeah. What are you eating? He was eating a Cuban. Yeah, Come when on. that sandwich was over, he's just like, click. <laughs> Talk to you later, oh, buddy. Man. Yeah, that was awesome. That, but that... that I don't know that I love I love shit like that. That just makes that that much more like quote unquote real or whatever. Like that was that was dope. Eat a fucking sandwich while you're doing your interview, man. Like yeah, well fucking Matt's gotta tea. eat. Ice tea's classic for that shit. Oh yeah, he'll sit around <laughs> do his podcast and just fucking eat peanuts yeah. the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this motherfucker doing? Uh, just like we drink, shit. but at least we're not obnoxious about it. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're obnoxious about it. Oh, we're fucking oh, obnoxious oh, about it. That was hella dope. There was a lot of jewels that were dropped there, like uh, a lot of like little nice nuggets of storytelling, like filling in the blanks on uh, yeah. Well, the house on, of- on the lore of West Coast hip hop. Yeah. Well, the the whole story of jump general. around, knowing that it came originally went to Ice Ice Cube, then went to he slipped it over to his cousin. Uh, Del the Funky Homo Sapien, and then it went to Funk Dubious, then it went to Cypress Hill, then finally became House of Pain's track. That's a crazy, that's crazy that it went by that many people. I'm trying to picture, like, uh, be real on that jam, man. Like, <laughs> It'd be just a completely different song. It'd be a completely different song. Yeah. Crazy. Super dope, man. I love hearing those stories just as, like, a fan of hip-hop and, like, a, a, just a lover of, of hip-hop, man. I love hearing those stories. That's so dope. Thank you. Hey. Thank you, Mr. Archive. Well, and then after that, he put me on. Son Doobie. We'll probably get a hold of him. Word. You know? And uh, he also made some song requests we'll be doing tonight. Word. Uh, a couple ones you want to hear. So this is, this is the St. Paddy's episode should we just get right into the fucking mix yeah he he, his one main song he recommends like make sure you play the sam song i'm like okay and i did i just 
noted it down after the show when we were done talking. Yeah. And uh, like, the fuck is the Sam song? So I look it up, and it's like the IRA militant, like hardcore ass. They're going to war song. Yeah. So like politically, I know nothing about that jam, but Danny Boy fucking requested it. We're playing that shit. Word. From Danny Boy to you, CeeLo, we getting into this mix? Yeah, yeah we can do yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, I guess so. Meh. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah, we can yeah, do yeah. a little mixing. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Get to mixing. And then at the end, we'll just quickly Drop just... the needle. That's at the, the end, we'll just quickly do a little fucking chit-chat. Not too much jibber-jabber. But we'll maybe we'll talk about our... We'll fa- talk about the mix a little bit. Hey, hey. There's, there's gonna some be, gems. There's, there's some gonna gems. be some fucking gems in here. Like, Dude. there's gonna be some shit that you yeah you haven't you heard. Maybe haven't no, heard. No, you haven't heard this shit. You have not. And heard it's this been shit. around for a long time, but you maybe haven't heard it. And if you have, you probably there's haven't some heard it. Requests like long crazy requests. Tyler two times had a request. Mm. Danny Boy had a request. There's some like it's Irishmen making really serious Irish decisions on this show tonight. Yeah, but there's some other shit too, man. We got some like uh, oh, then our favorites of some, course. Some like yeah. old like uh, Black Alicia shit. 40 ounce of breakfast, I think, is coming Ooh, let's up. Talk like let's talk about it after. Let's talk about it after, though. Some of my favorite jams from, like, back when I was shopping at FWH, just picking up shit, whatever was recommended to me. DJ CeeLo on the mix. Bring us out. Liquid Sunshine. Where we live at? In Vancouver, British Columbia, what planet's that? Canada, planet Earth. Oi, dude, oi, chilling. Oi, 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 do a number on the label. Beat up all the MCs and drink them under the table like it's on me. Put it on my tab, kid. However you get there, foot it, cab it, iron horse it. You leave it on your face, forfeit. Across the mic, hold it like the heat, he might toss it. Told her, tell him they stole it. He told her he lost it. She told him, get off it and a bunch of other more shit. Getting money, DTs be getting no new leads. It's like eating watermelon, stay spitting new seeds. Mr. Weed, give me some of what he drooping off. As soon as he wake up, choking like it was hooping cough. They grouping soft. First hour at the open bar and they trooping north. He went to go laugh and get some head by the side road. She asked him autograph a derriere red to wide load. This yard bird tastes like fried toad turned love villain. Take pride in cold words. Crooked eye mold nerd geek with a cold heart. Probably still be speaking in rhymes as an old fart. Study how to eat to die by the pizza guy. No, he's not too fly to ski. Squeeze a eye and squeeze a thigh. Maybe give her curves a feel the same way she feel it when you flow with nerves of steel. They call a super when they need their back up plumbing fix. How is only one left? The pack coming six. Whatever happened to two and three? A herb tried to slide with four and five and got caught. Like what you doing, G? Don't make them have to get cutting like truancy. Matter of fact, not for nothing right now. You and me, looser than a pair of Adidas. I hope you bought your spare tweeters. MCs sound like cheerleaders. Rapping and dancing like redhead kingpin. Doom came to do the thing again, no matter who be blinging. He do it for the smelly hubbies. Seems know what time it is, like it's time for Teletubbies. Few can do it, even fewer can sell it. Take it from the dude who wear a mask like a tarted helmet. Plot shows like robberies In and out, one, two, three, nobody's please Run the cash and you won't get a wet sweatshirt The mic is the shoddy, nobody moves, nobody get hurt Bring heat like the boy don't go on the wall Came in the door, get everybody on the floor A whole string of jobs like we on tour Every night, on a score, coming to your corner store
one of the representatives from South Africa has been mind-programmed. All of the world leaders on Earth are under my control. And when they meet tomorrow in special session, I, Doom, shall be voted master of the world. My plan is foolproof, but just in case...
A 40 ounce for breakfast and some brother food the day. I guess I should have rolled the joint up instead. Anyway, seems like every time I start, I don't know when it's time to say when. Now my mental gets all blurred and it sets off the ill behaving. Cooling with my boys, no names need to be mentioned. At a party with some brothers, I don't know, I'm chilling. It's so me and Jay with a 40 OZ to wash the shit down and plus a lot of marijuana. Now I need to sit down. I can't remember the last time I was as blue out of my cranium. My ears and head begin to hum aloud as the room spun. Anyway, next thing I know, I blacked out, woke up with vomit all over my coat, start talking out my ass, I can't see straight, but yet I call and I don't know what came over me, I started dissing both my homies that I used to freestyle with, and now I'm asking them to show me what they got, not thinking straight, I don't know why I posed the challenge, now my ego is erupting as if I was Mount St. Helens, some shit was said, I know I can't erase, and now shit ain't the same, I wish I had just one more chance to live that day again, I strain, cause this big world to find a true friend and lose them to booze in my system, just ain't how I'm moving, nothing I could really say to mend up how someone else feels, and so I guess I gotta wait and see if maybe the wound will heal, and I really didn't mean a word. I said though I can't prove that now the only thing that I could really say is I went out and out I went now and then I get irate and say a 40 ounce f a 40 ounce f fuck just one more 40 just one more I'll make this my last day a 40 ounce for breakfast to get me through the day I've been cursed. 
curse I walk with no face As a shadow I lurk I hear something in the air Something's coming through My name is Die Young And this is what I do I get drunk every night I'd like to live forever Get behind the wheel Put the pedal to the metal My name is Die Young My heart is what I'll send you Keep it close And hold it tight I get drunk every night I'd like to live forever Get behind the wheel Put the pedal to the metal My name is Die Young My heart is what I'll send you Keep it close And hold it tight
Castro Mountain View I do the stomp, call my mom for a twomp For a Kango triangle, smelling like a swamp Fins in the auto body, rolling in my low cuts I'm in the deli, girl, known for folding cold cuts I'm in my dirty socks, making fun of Goldilocks She tried to front, but I know she got a Thursday off Behind Lucky, you know where the dumpster at Hit me with a lump of that, I never get your sister back Gin, I make it right here in my bathtub Since then, with laughter in the end, I never went in so I become so leg up, better than a bag of the moonshine prince niceness The binging and the purging, calmed by the multi-chi-chi-vi-ha Girl, golden them things, you don't deserve it You was more perverted into this world So I become the oyster, stand all defiant From annoyance comes the pearl perfect The whirlwind and tornado, calmed by the multi-chi-chi-vi-ha Check it, septic tanks with padded seats in the vocal booth with your tongue on my crease Over 40's gonna orgy with my entourage Cousin J'll take the donkey out the barnyard Got an ill limp, whole body horizontal lingerie by broads Cleaning up my condo, me and my bottom girl Tank top and moccasins You don't really wanna hang on that cross again Where you been? You best say the asphalt Take off them jeans and withdraw my cash for You do the laundry, rinse out your pantyhose I reinvest and send the rest up my nose Hell, raise right here on earth Purpose the angel fell. So you become Lucifer, the dark side sponsor, but my soul won't sell righteous. The swelling and the migraine calm by the multi-chiva-chiva. Mickelan is a real nice place. So I become Ulega, better than a beggar. The moonshine prince. Mickelan is a real nice place. Strawberry quick, got half on the night shift Of the half working bright, spending for the hard kiss Lips went platinum, lower section go and go Take out your dentures for my dad in the pinto I put my back into it and blow through it Better get your blender mix and tang with my fluid I wanna see you just dance to the torture Cops at my front door, her mama said I forced her Never, not once, she begged to be saddled up My stables are thoroughbred, no cattle on the bus From the jump, taught them all to be naughty Performing with mirrors and brass poles at the party Girl, golden them things, you don't deserve it You was born perverted into this world So I become the oyster, stand all defiant From annoyance comes the pearl perfect The whirlwind and that tornado, calm by the multi-chi-bi-chi-bi-ha Gin, I make it right here in my bathtub Since then we laughed in the end, I never went in 
So I become Bulega, better than a beggar The moonshine prince, niceness, the binging and the purging Come by the multi chi Like a pack of 
Eskimos on the dog sled in the blizzard Cause I'm the wizard of Oz Shit, I'm about to wreck your set And you step into me, it's just an empty threat Something I can't sweat Kids, you never seen me worry I've never been caught Cause my hands ain't been dirty Five years from 30 Come check the age If you can't vibe, simply turn the page Then I'll engage in the gift that's kicked swiftly Sticking to the roof of your mouth like some chippy Peanut butter, you know my style's butter Cause every word I utter rocks the sky from the gutter I make you shudder when the rock is sold I do things the way I like to get mics control And if you get bold, well then you get big Because your knowledge is trick, kid, it's making me sick I said, hey, now, come on, y'all If there's money in your pocket and you're walking tall Make your way to the bar and get your poison chosen Drink it old school style in your b-boy pose Hey, now, come on, y'all If there's money in your pocket and you're walking tall Make your way to the bar and get your poison chosen Drink it old school style in your b-boy pose Danny boy with the hardcore style I put the suckers in the mouth like a root canal You get me startled and I'm hard to stop I got 45 calibers ready to pop And when I pop off, you drop off You get blown out the frame Cause the more shit change, the more things stay the same And I got no respect for your area From Brooklyn to Dublin I keep your ass fumbling Cause I'm the fucking ball buster Brooklyn heartbreaker House of pain, pimp, money maker I say, hey, now, come on, y'all If there's money in your pocket and you walk in tall Make your way to the bar, get your poison chosen Drink it old school style in your b-boy pose Hey, now, come on, y'all If there's money in your pocket and you walk in tall Make your way to the bar, get your poison chosen Drink it old school style in your b-boy pose I got rhymes for law, I got rhymes for peace, I got rhymes for war, I got rhymes for heads, I got rhymes for skins, I got rhymes, kid, your crew ain't got no wins. Step up if you wanna get your head cracked, run up if you wanna get your skull knocked, play the hard rock, baby, get your ears boxed, I'll kill you all just like I was a smallpox, and kill your livestock like I was anthrax, come see me live and crazy's out the band say, hey, now, come on, y'all, if there's money in your pocket and you're walking tall, make your way to the bar, get your poison chose, drink it old school style in your b-boy pose, hey, now, come on, y'all, if there's money in your pocket and you're walking tall, make your way to the bar, get Poison chosen, drink it old school style in your b-boy pose. Everybody was drinking, the ladies were upset cause the breath was stinking And it won't be long till we start to funk Cause double gonna get drunk buddy Best one's gonna get drunk buddy Everybody get drunk buddy And And Who's down to get plastered? I get the party started with the air and get faster. The homie stays stoned, the wifey get boned. I keep her ass pregnant, drive my drunk ass home. Cause she likes the beer like I like the brew. Pump the pony keg, refilling my 22 with the L's. Pilsner, lager, or the stout. Hops till the party stops, I make the people shout. Call the cops, call his pops, somebody carry him home. Royalty at Bev, more my party well known. Got the full sale, wholesale, not to do well. Sometimes she may yelling like Timmy. Your fellas keep the stellar, keep it domestic. My big old flat top, time to get reckless. Wherever I'm at, hey, yo, the party's right here. You like Ed Hardy, we like beer. Now, who wants a 40? We want a 40. Who wants a court? We want a court. You want 
too? No! You want a whole keg? Yeah! Well, we get up to me to start the party off right. Take shots for your club. We gon' do it all night. Cause I like drinking till I can't see. And if you're in your right mind, stay away from me. Anything from OE to PBR. When it comes to getting drunk, I'm a superstar. Got drunk in Japan, drunk in front of my mom. Drink in front of the Alamo, smoking the bomb. You can feel a little woozy. I earl in your koozie. Threaten to shoot the party up with a toy koozie. Till my kidneys and liver, your time is near. You like hanging on Twitter, and we like beer. Here's a beer, some for dudes who like beer Yo, you don't like beer? Get, Get the, the fuck, fuck out of here. here No, really, man, I think you should go home You pour me a beer, and my beverage is all foaming Keystone, the liquor store connoisseur Who's well-known at the San Franciscan Looking like Snake Bliskin Detroit Ghetto Blaster, racer number five Even Yingling, keep the party alive Shine a bot, rockin' Lost stabby Rogue, Lagunitas, and what have we? The dude's sud savvy, I'm rude plus crabby Till I strap one on, the good cheer I fuck you up in beer pong right here Yeah, get my twist like New Year's You like TMZ? We like beer Understand? Yo, man, hold on When I was 17, I'd ask the old man To take a couple quarters and buy me a tall can Back then, it's all about eight balls Ain't nice, good brew Hanging out with my crew Sometimes we get the night train Or the thunder chicken I thought it would pass The nigga still sipping I go hard like when I first wake up Crack a cold one And pour the shit in my cup Now here comes the madness The night like Gladys Call me Dino Bino See, I'm the baddest Word to cast This buzz for you They should put me with the monkeys Down in L.A. Zoo And you can come see me For a small fee Watch me get drunk With my family You can take it to the bridge I'll take it to the fridge Make sure it's real quiet So I can hear the fears When you see me in public Know my bottle is near Y'all niggas like tight pants We like beer I get drunk and I stumble to the phone I conjure up a bitch to bone when I'm alone Bullshit, I'm told back I need to take a piss Only when I'm drunk I sing a song like this My grandma and your grandma Sitting by the fire Hold on, turn the beat off No, keep it going J-Bo, Just not knowing I get drunk and start talking more shit And when I got a gun in my hand You better get out Cause my brain just ain't what it used to be Forget trying to rationalize Cover your eyes I do Damn, I'm drunk, I need a chunk, no better yet a hunk of that funk When I get drunk, I might act uncouth But when I get drunk, I always tell the truth Yeah, I'm good, bad, dope, I'm freaking fresh I make hip-hop fans say yes, yes, the licks coming through You know we gonna blow up, hold up, hold up I think I gotta... Damn false alarm, I'm getting all the ladies with my cool charm When I get drunk, I might even call my daddy a punk Yeah, but only when I'm drunk Drunk Slap Nicky with drinks in the freezer, bust a one apple, two apple. Type of rapper that'll get you out your seat quicker than a carjacker. Slip a cold 40 fever when I'm cooler with my people. Got hoes in East Columbus like I'm Billy D. Rico. Cause I move like I'm smooth, like I'm Harry Belafonte. Looking for them niggas that jump my homie Dante. All up in this bitch with the gin and tango ray. Drink like Mr. Window, smoke buzz like Dr. Dre. But that's cause I'm old enough to do that type of shit. God damn, I gotta piss. I passed the mic to East 
Swift. Yeah, I get drunk and can't nobody whoop me. I'm tripping. Must be the brew that I was sipping, kicking in. Guess I shouldn't have mixed it with the gin, cause when I'm laying on my back, I can feel the room spin. One too many, I reckon. Feeling like I could earl any second. Wanna get up, but can't move. Feels like I'm stuck in the groove. What the fuck was I trying to prove? I got a rep for down the four O's. All the hoes, nose, them alcoholic bros. Niggas call me that, I keep a fifth in the trunk. Might fuck a ugly bitch, but only when I'm drunk. Yeah, only when I'm drunk. Only when I'm drunk. Yeah, only when I'm drunk. Only when I'm drunk. I think I'm feeling a little better. Ready to bust this like this, and you don't miss. Check it out. I get drunk and start thinking about my friends that passed on with every 40 ounce the memory will last on. Black man, Mozo, Mike Lee, and Suave T. You three MCs will always live in my memories. We used to rock shows, we used to rock hoes, and drink 40 O's and wear the same clothes. Damn, I wish we could go through it again, but I know one day we gonna do it again. And when the day comes, it's gonna be live, but I ain't in no hurry, so we don't drink and drive. The alcoholics, we get funky when we drink it. Just a little something to pump up the thinking. Only when we drunk, only when we drunk, only when we drunk, no. only when we drunk. Beer run, any up nigga, <laughs> put the money in the hat. Scared of my crazy ass I thought you 
up and put you in a Macy's bag. And fuck what the media thinks. I translate Sally Wong just to read to the. If you don't get a fool in a round, I hold your head under the water and I pull till you drown. Clutching the Uzi, shoot it around. Popping your top off a beautiful sound. So when the city burns down, all the looters around. Stay stuck in the fucking dirt like a road in the ground.
Irish cock. <laughs> <laughs> I only I only got a little bit of Irish in me, but that's just because Joe's got a small thing. <laughs> what? None of us come out good in that story. Hold on. 
<laughs> oh, we're obviously fucking on our on the end of the night drinks. Yeah, I yeah I am. Okay, I'm well let's good. talk about the, the let's talk about the elephant in the room, and not all of CeeLo's little dinky elephants that he has around his TV. <laughs> no, they're beautiful. <laughs> Sorry, but you call them dinky, man. Yeah. That, Go e- ahead. that easy Go ahead. E song. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. I, I don't really know, man. Like uh, I I didn't I didn't listen to it. I just like grabbed the CD, put it in the computer, grabbed eight ball. I don't know if there's two different versions. Like I don't feel like the entire CD is. So you edited. know what they're called, right? It's not neighbors with attitude. <laughs> and you know it's not it's not. Break the police. Break the police. Forget the police. Forget the police. Forget them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there was a fucking edited version of 8-Ball on there. <laughs> That's my bad. It was hilarious, man. But CeeLo wants it to be known for the record. That is not like... Me and, uh, me and Archive brought the tracks for the fucking drinking mix tonight. for the And for the House of Pain mix tonight. So that was my poor uh, quality control, you know. I, I'll, I'll take that. And CeeLo's even I'll like, yo, don't worry about shit. it. I'll just go get the real version. I got the real version. I'll put it in. I'm like, no, no you're not no. putting the real version in. But, Let's make fun of Sauce for a minute. But, but... By accident, I ended up having the same taste as people under the stairs. Oh, yeah. That's weird. That's a weird coincidence because yeah. I didn't even notice that until I... I would have never even noticed it unless I heard the edited version because right after that, we played that uh, beer song. Yeah. You like wearing tight pants. We like beer. Yeah. And then, and then he does I like, like both. 40 ounce on my... Be- and what was it? 40 ounce on my lap and it's cold as hell. Yeah, 40 yeah, ounce yeah. on my lap and it's cold as hell. Not It's freezing my balls. Yeah. Well, you know, it's all good. Well, they got the edited version, too. It's the too. same sentiment. <laughs> forget the police. Forget the police. Forget them. <laughs> That's my favorite jam, man. I always thought NWA was really polite until tonight. I love those polite. I just polite. realized that all those words were, like, different. No, my favorite, my favorite thing that was used in that edited track, though, I always love it when they do the edited version and they just straight up play the word backwards. So at the end, instead of fuck it up, they're like, yeah, yeah, and I was talking about that while I was playing. I'm like, oh, what are they gonna do for that fuck it up y'all yeah, part? Yeah. Fuck it up y'all. So we're waiting for it, waiting for it. I had no idea that they swore so much in NWA. <laughs> you're My like, whole life you I've been living a lie. You're like, you're like, neighbors with attitude? I don't understand the attitude part. <laughs> they seem like such nice guys, though. <laughs> I he's, like that easy E fellow. He's very he's very laid back, he's very easy. <laughs> easy to get along with E. But Okay, and then there then there was another faux pas. We realized that uh, that we slept on one of the greatest drinking hip hop tracks oh. of all time. Yep. Tell them about it. Motion Man from the Pablito's Way album, uh, A Crack Tall Ones. Crush the can, grab a new one. Crush, Crush the, the can. can, grab a new one. Crush, Crush the, the can. can. A crack tall ones. Crush go, the out, can. go out there and search for Crush that fucking can. jam. Because I'm probably not going to remember to like send that link to see Cut it. Master Kurt. Yes. Lovely music. Yes. Motion Very Man. Lovely. Motion Man is one of the sickest. Oh, the you West, put those man. together? Oh. But we had some fucking like Lost Classics on there. So uh, not that this is a Lost Classic, but it started off with that uh, Doom track. Yep. Hella Fresh. There's only one beer left. Then we had, uh, we had some uh, fucking Sacred Hoop in there. Bathtub Gin. That's a fucking lost classic, man. And then the Mighty Casey Liquorland Jam. Beautiful, beautiful. Who's Your Poison by House of Pain. Yeah. I love Danny Boy in that. I'm Danny Boy with the hardcore style. I punch a sucker in the mouth like a root canal. 
You get me started and I'm hard to stop. I got 24 calibers ready to pop. Oh. That's that old grimy Irish shit. <laughs> Speaking of, but... Did we end up playing... <laughs> did we ever end up playing... We didn't even play Lords of Brooklyn, did we? Saturday night. We didn't fucking play... There's another song we didn't fucking oh, play. Oh, another fucking one that you might not have heard before that we played was uh, that Die Young and D-Ski. That was... Uh, that's a song... That version of it is off of the Ravish EP... But there's another version off it that's on the Chainsmokers album, Die Young of the Shapeshifters and Deeski of Shapeshifters and a number of other crews. And I, I feel like we probably should have played something by E40. Some 40 juice shit. Yeah, we probably could have Something drunk, E40. E40, or like, well, it's the Spice One did a really good one about alcohol, too. We could have played, we pour the, out a little liquor. Yeah. I mean, that could have been a crazy long mix, man. But we got to save something for next fucking had drink away, day. Drink away the pain. Like, you okay, this is what we're doing. Like, we're making a promise. We had next, only when you're, only when I'm drunk. Next next St. Patty's Day, next year, this time, we're going to play all those songs and plus the Easy e song yep, unedited. The real version. <laughs> the real version. <laughs> But uh, and then we played some uh, that like crazy uh, Irish track. Oh yeah, the uh, Sam song. Did we already Sam talk song. about that? Danny Boy. Maybe a little. Bit. Danny Boy rec- requested it, and I was like, "All right." And I didn't know what it was. I hope he. I hope he wasn't like playing us. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I'm I like, hope we're not like misrepresenting just, ourselves. I don't really fully understand what that song well, is really Because we don't like know the about. politics over there. We're, no, but, we're, we're no slouches though. We don't give a fuck. I'll you know die for the cause, even though I don't know what the cause is. <laughs> I mean, but no, but Andy like, British I'm fine with, but if there's any other like things going on there. No, no. He said, play the Sam song, and the Sam song is like the IRA's anthem. Yeah. And and when I looked it up and played it, I'm like, holy shit, he wants me to play the fucking IRA anthem. Yeah, word. It's pretty hardcore. That's I don't know like, the politics behind it, though. But there's some real shit behind it. Like, there's some, I'm sure there is. There's, there's some, also like, crazy, some pretty fucked up shit, shit about a bunch of fucking Fuck yeah. terrorists. Fuck yeah. Crazy motherfuckers out there. Crazy motherfuckers. And I, yeah, I got all their backs. I love them all equally. <laughs> I can't say the same thing necessarily. And, like, and, and fuck the queen. Definitely you, that. Definitely queen. that. Fuck the queen. Except n- not fuck the queen. But I'd fuck her. Nah. Just to say I fucked her? Nah. Oh, come on. You wouldn't say. Nah. You wouldn't fuck the queen just to nah. say you fucked her? Nah. Fuck her dirty dog style, I though. Want to touch her. I, always love, I always love the pictures of the dudes that were, when there's like a like a soccer team or something like that that's lined up and meeting the queen. There's the one dude that's like, nah, I'm not shaking her. What about head. one no. foot on the back of her head while her face is in the mud and you're wearing her crown? Yes. <laughs> Yes. So then you would fuck the queen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wordplay. I see what you did there. <laughs> that was a dope mix, man. CeeLo holding it down on that shit. Nicely done, CeeLo G. Cash low. Yo, Cash CeeLo, money. CeeLo just had his birthday. And he's Irish. CeeLo just had his birthday a couple weeks Happy ago. Happy birthday, CeeLo. It's my birthday tomorrow. Got the oh. fucking day off. Right in the middle of the birthday sandwich here. It's getting awkward. It's getting awkward. I thought the oh, music. Thanks for breaking the ice. I thought, <laughs> I, thought right. the, I thought the music stopped because he's like, okay, wrap it up. Yeah, wrap we're, it not, up. we're not going to bore you for too much longer. Anything else we should talk about? St. Patty's Day Wow? Uh, again, check out, uh, check out Count Kala at uh, Calabash Bistro if you're into some like real. Uh, traditional Gaelic Irish stuff. But. And big ups to my favorite Irish people, Corvid and Tyler Russell, Tyler Martin Russell. Russell, Timmy Russell. Tyler's the one that Irish pub he requested, requested, he requested that, song. that song. Yeah, I've never heard that before. That it's dope. a fucking awesome jam. And I think it's just poking fun at fake Irish pubs. Word. We call it an Irish pub. I used to work at one. 
Yeah, like you get. Oh, we're full of them here. You get like a like a deal with with Guinness and shit, and they send you a fucking starter pack. Yeah. Of just like like a midget stereo. dressed like a leprechaun. He's open a box. Yeah. He's like, Erzy be easy, Erzy be A step below, if you can imagine <laughs> that. <laughs> Shout out to all the little people out there. Yeah. We're hoping to come back to you real soon. We're not hating on you. We're fucking liquid sunshine up in the house. Make sure you're doing something fun on St. Patty's Day. I'm going to be chilling with my family, which yeah. is wicked fun. All that shit we talked about earlier, none of us are going to be doing nah, that shit. Nah. Yeah, if you want to go out somewhere and not see us, you know, like, head head to the Marty Stone. Yeah. Go out to go, Gra- go to Granville Strip and find something that's kind of Irish. Yeah. Go drink some green beer or- and wake up with Archive's Everyday Green Shit. <laughs> Because he actually snuck into your room the night before and shot somewhere and you didn't discover it until that night. Mysterious archive green it's like that, it's like that mis- sunny episode, man. Who shit the bed? Uh, and in this case, you're Frank. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. What's going on on that funk dubious tip? DJ CeeLo on the motherfucking mix. CeeLo. Mr. Archive delivering those hot goods today. Pause. <laughs> No, you're talking about that green stuff? <laughs> <laughs> it's liquid sunshine. Vancouver, British Columbia, planet Earth. Earth. Right beside Dude Chillin' Park right now. Word. Peace. Love you. Miss you. And we'll be back with that definitely, good game. I definitely miss you. Miss the fuck out of you, motherfuckers. Pretty faded, right? We're at 217? That's a show then. That's like two shows. Let's cut this in half and give it to give it to him one day and then the other. Let's get lazy with it.